Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Well, good morning, church. Uh, I hope you've all had a wonderful week. Uh, today, we're going to come to the table and take the bread and the wine. Um, Patrick and Izzy are going to both speak on uh, the bread and the wine, respectively. Uh, and I'll lead us into actually taking the communion meal. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce my good friend, Patrick Stone. <laughs> It's a bit taller than me. Interesting. Let's try and get it down a bit. There we go. Um, so I'm Patrick. I've been a member of Living Rock for many years. Um, I'd just like to thank you for letting me uh, get to share my heart with you this morning about um, this meal that we're going to come and take together. Um, this morning I wanted to come to the table with two different um, viewpoints or standpoints. Um, And these are, so we're going to look behind us what's happened and we're going to get excited for what's to come when Jesus comes. Um, So Jesus, first of all, will look backwards at what Jesus has done. And and Jesus gives us a clear um, instruction to um, look back at what he did. Um, In Luke 29, uh, verse 19, it says, He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in taking the bread, we should um, look back at what he did at taking our punishment for us. The Son of God in flesh, just like me and you, he was a physical person. You could physically touch him, experience the full wrath of God so that we didn't have to, so that we could have life so that we could have life that's incredible and that for me is a massive um, yeah I can't put it into words really because it's such an amazing thing that Jesus did for us and when we remember uh, he did it so that we could not experience the punishment of death but also experience the fullness of God's forgiveness his complete righteousness and his gracious acceptance not only just as a person but as, as his children that relationship is like no other. It's not like it's a friend or a colleague at work. It's, it's as his child. We're a part of more than just a friend. It's incredible. That is, again, another thing that I can't really put into words, but I'd love to say it because it just excites me. Um, and when we take the bread, we aren't just remembering. We're actively saying that we trust in you, Lord, and we believe that you died for us so that we could have life. It's, it's a statement of belief. We come with belief knowing that what happened to Jesus was for us, for our, for our benefit. And we can take the meal knowing that our redemption and our salvation is completely accomplished by his mighty act of love that he performed on the cross. And having grown up in church, um, this is where I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable, um, all that was really exciting for me as a child. But as I've grown up, and obviously, as I said at the beginning, I've been in the church for many, many years. That, all that became normal, if that makes sense. That it wasn't, um, if someone came up to the front here and, and spoke about it, I'd get excited. But in the afternoon, on a Sunday afternoon, it'd be like, oh, that was what was said. Um, and I, I really want to get across that um, I want the severity and the absolute outrageous act that Jesus performed on the cross isn't just to get excited about it's more than that it it 
we can look forward then to what Jesus has done from that. So as we move on to the next point, community in the table um, isn't just looking back, it's looking excitedly forward to what Jesus is going to do when he returns. Um, It says in 1 Corinthians 11, For as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We're looking forward to head ahead to when Jesus returns. We are proclaiming not that he just died for us, but he also is coming back. Um, and that is, sometimes I feel can be forgotten a little bit, that yes, we, we love that he died for us, but we can get excited for what's to come still. Um, and a little further on um, in that passage, it gives us a glimpse of what we can look forward to. Um, and it's only something small, but he says, um, So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. And what I took from that is this togetherness and this unity that is just so unworldly um, will be displayed when Jesus returns. Um, and as we come to the table, um, I want that to be like a, a thought on our minds as we come. We come together as a body, not as just an individual, um, but as a body. Um, because we can see lots of division all around the world, especially at this time. Um, in the world, in the church, there's lots of division and poverty and inequality but when we come to the table and in Jesus' kingdom none of that is is there it's all oneness and one unity Um, and coming to the table I feel represents this um, perfectly Um, and in Isaiah 55 verse 1 it says come everyone who thirsts come to the waters and he who has no money come buy and eat come buy wine, milk without money and without price. This shows such a a godly kingdom characteristic that is just not like the world. Um, Everyone comes as the same. No wealth, status, age, anything like that will affect how you come to the table because that price has already been paid. As I said earlier, we looked back because the price has already been paid so we can just look forward freely. Um, And as the prophet says in Isaiah, in the passage that I just read, it says, come and buy without money. That doesn't work in a worldly concept. You can't buy something without money. It doesn't, that doesn't work. But when we come into the kingdom again, this togetherness and this oneness is so perfect that that again isn't a thing. And this togetherness is what we can look forward to. And there are many other things that we can look forward to. But that's just one thing that was on my heart as I was... um, preparing for this so as we look back at what Jesus did as we come to the table knowing that he paid the ultimate price for us um, we can look forward to Jesus' return where we can know that these kingdom characteristics will be on display for each and every one of us Um, so as we take the bread I just really encourage you let's remember what he did um, and not let's just let it be a head thing um, let, it, let it drop down to your heart let it be something tangible and real um, because as much as I, I believe that as I was saying earlier I believe that um, I want it to be tangible all the time um, and that sounds crazy to, to think about because that's really hard but I think that's definitely a possibility and there's no reason why you can't want something like that um, so really let, let the significance of what he did really rest on your heart as you come to take the, the bread. But also, let's get excited about what's to come. There's so much in the Bible, more than what I've said today, obviously, that we can get excited about. 
And let's get excited as we take the meal, for when we take the meal, we're not just proclaiming that he died for us, but also that he's returning. Um, So there's so much to look forward to as we come to the table. Thank you. Breaking bread with one another is about looking back uh, what Jesus has done in our lives and what he did on the cross and looking forward at what is to come. Thank you, buddy. Now, as we take a piece of bread, I just want to reiterate one of the scriptures that Patrick read, Luke 22, verse 19. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. If you're at home, I encourage you to break it into pieces and share it amongst your family, uh, just like Jesus did with his disciples. Obviously, for the people at the board and for COVID reasons, I encourage you to only do it with the person that you came with or that's next to you, but yeah. Lord, thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you that you are faithful, that you're loving, and that you're good. And Lord, as we take this bread, I pray that you would guide us into looking back on what you've done for our lives and also to look forward at what's to come. Even though we're in our separate homes, the church has still come together in unity as we take this bread. And Lord, we say we trust you. Father, you allow Jesus to suffer and to die but you raised him up and you glorified him. Jesus, thank you for taking our punishment, which which we lawfully deserved, and instead you blessed us with the gift of eternal life. Thank you, Lord. Now to bring the second half of the word today, I'd like to introduce another one of my good friends, Isabel Montgomery. Good morning, church family. It's nice to be with you all this morning. So like Dan said, I'm just going to lead us in the taking of the cup this morning. Um, I really wanted to share that, you know, it's important to remember that as we take this cup this morning, we take it in light of not just what God has done, but for what he is doing and for who he is today. Uh, Amen. You know, he is such a good God, and I really believe that. And like Patrick said, you know, it never never gets old. He is just such a good God. Um, You know, in Christ, you and I, we are a new creation. That's so exciting. Um, It's It's amazing. Um, Jesus died for you and for me. You know, in Romans 5, 8, it says, But God proves his own love for us, that in while he, we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners. Um, and Matthew 9, 17 goes on to say, 
and no one put, sorry, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, otherwise the wineskins burst, the wine spills out, and the skins are ruined. But they put new wine into fresh wineskins, and both were preserved. Um, we are not old wineskins, and we have been made fresh wineskins, um, able to receive new wine. Amen. Um, God doesn't see us for who we were, but for who he has called us to be. I really believe that. Um, so as we take this cup this morning, church, as a body, it's important to remember um, to continually encourage ourselves um, with the word and what God says about us. But it's also really important to encourage one another um, in how God sees us, to treat one another in light of who God has called each and every one of us to be. Uh, because God has a great plan for us, church, for each and every single one of you, and I, I really believe that. Um, so thank you. Amen. One of the things that really struck me with what Izzy said then was that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I just, I can't, I can't get over that. That's amazing. Thank you, Izzy. Before I lead us in prayer to the wine, um, I'd like to read Matthew 26, verse 27. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Lord, thank you for making us a new creation with Christ. I pray that you will help us to become what you have called us to be. Help us to see ourselves through your eyes and to treat each other in light of who God has called us to be. And as we take the wine, let us fix our eyes on you, Jesus. Let us remember the blood that was poured out from your body, the same blood that has redeemed us of sin. We proclaim your death and resurrection until you return. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.